Wow, that was Howie Mandel does stuff theme song. I'm Howie Mandel. And I'm, I'm Jacqueline Schultz, your well, daughter. You are my daughter. Yeah. Thank you. And today we have uh, another uh, fun, kind of interesting, probably one of the most interesting episodes that I'd love to do. I have this guest who is here via Zoom, uh, George Anderson. Hi, George. Hey, how are you? Nice to see you. I'm, I'm doing great, and it's great to see you. The last time you were on, it was just on the phone. I didn't really get a chance to see you. Where are you, George? In, home in my living room. Okay, it's really good. Dining room, actually. Sorry, dining room. Oh, you blew it. <laughs> you blew it. You thought you were in the living room, and you're in the dining room, which is better because uh, you in the living room would be a dichotomy, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So for those that don't know... Um, George Anderson kind of changed my whole life. And I'll go through this again just to give uh, a little bit of a preamble to who George is. Um, in 1989, my father passed away, which is probably the most um, uh, life-changing experience that I had in my entire life. And, um, you know, we all go through loss and grieve and, and whatever we need to do. For me, I wanted to stop comedy. I wanted to do, you know, just I wanted to stop. And um, somebody handed me a book. You know, I, I think when people reach out to people who have a loss, you don't know what to say. My thoughts and my prayers are with you. Don't worry, you'll get over it. Or they, they kind of, uh, somebody handed me this book. And the title of the book was We Don't Die. <laughs> you know, and I'm, and it was a nice gesture. I said thank you, and it was a nice gesture. And but uh, if we don't die, where where the fuck is my father? So <laughs> so so I I just put it in the nightstand and kind of uh, you know forgot about it. And then I like always and still, I'm not a really good sleeper. And one night um, I just couldn't sleep. And I was bored, and there's not a lot to do at 2 in the morning. So in order to bore myself to sleep or tire myself, I reached into the nightstand and grabbed this book, which I thought was going to be um, boring and not really that interesting, but would probably put me to sleep. And I opened We Don't Die and started to read about this little boy. This book was not written by you, right, George? It's written by, what's the guy's name? Yes, Um it was written by me, but Joel Martin and Patricia Robinowski. Okay, the... so Joel Martin, so I, I started reading this, and I read about this young man who uh, grew up in Long Island, George. And uh, I guess at, at a certain point in his life, he got sick. Was it encephalitis you got? or Yeah, chicken pox encephalitis okay encephalitis and then uh fell into a coma and then the the doctors um said that if he should survive this he'll have uh, some sort of uh brain uh, injury or you know th there's no way he's going to just come out of this and lo and behold miraculously george wakes up and he seems to be fine and he seems to be normal and that's a word i don't like to use but I'm using it so that people understand it. And then he goes to school as a young kid. And in school, um, you start to get bullied because you're having conversations with uh, people who nobody else can see. And uh, you're taken to a doctor or a psychiatrist and maybe diagnosed as schizophrenic, somebody who hears those voices. And then... And then um, I'm, I'm kind of shortening the story just to get into talking to you. But as it turns out, one of the stories I remember at, at some point, there was a Jewish doctor who uh, was examining you and asked you as a little boy, little Catholic boy, do you hear do you, do you hear voices now? Well, there's a woman standing behind you, and he says, well, what is she saying? And you say something like Mishigaz or some Yiddish word that you'd have no way of knowing and he is taken aback because he just lost his Jewish grandmother and that is something she said to him. And then the, the book goes on to tell these, to recount all these, you know, and they, you, 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 uh, your parents lent you to um, science as far as being able to take brain scans as you hear these voices and things come in. And what I was fascinated by was if you believe, if you don't, and I didn't, if you don't believe in life after death or you don't believe in the communication, what other possibility could there be? How could this young man have these kind of real specific 
occurrences without you know knowing these people previously how can this happen and there was just so many um instances of george being able to connect that i thought wow this is fascinating so much so that my entrepreneurial spirit took over and george you didn't know this but we used a different name because i thought howie mandel was synonymous with comedy and i was serious about this we tied up the rights to you and this book because I thought, wow, this would be a great, in, in reading uh, about George, he seemed to be victimized by the fact that he had this uh, power or this ability, oh. this ability, you know, because mm. he wasn't asking these voices to come in. He wasn't asking, you know, and these voices would come to him and tell him that, you know, I've been murdered and you got to get in touch with the police and, that, you know, and he was solving crimes. And I thought, oh, wow, if this is real and I believed it sounded real. I don't know that I believed in it myself, but I'm going to tie up the rights to this book and I'm going to take it to networks and sell it. And this is before the movie Sixth Sense came out. This is before um, there was another series on where the psychic a medium uh, came out. This was way before. And then what happened is when we brought you out, we had executives in the room and you were one of them being Michael Rotenberg, my, uh, my manager at the time. His father came to him in the room and other people came to him and people I think were more afraid and taken aback than wanted to engage you in the business so much so even me personally um that morning that we had the meeting I'll, I'll never forget that we went you won't remember this but maybe you do George Granita was the restaurant that we went to that night I took you to a restaurant in Malibu while you were out here and I don't know that you remember this but uh, oh, and yeah. And I never told you that I had lost my father. And that morning I was, I was having some stomach issues and I had gone before our meeting, I had gone to a, a doctor who had said, you know, you might want to stay away from, because we live in California and everybody's supposed to stay away from gluten and don't eat the bread. You're eating a lot of bread, try staying away from bread. And I don't know that you'll remember this specific instance, but, and I didn't share this with anybody. And that night I take uh, my wife and George and a couple of other people out for dinner and we're sitting at Granita and I reach for the, the bread. I take a bread and he goes, your father doesn't want you to do that. And I go, what? Your father doesn't want you to take the bread. I go, why? He goes, you know, you were told not to eat bread. There's nobody, there was nobody at that meeting I didn't share that meeting. You know, there's a great word. People always say coincidence. And I believe there are a lot of charlatans out there who, you know, if you have lost somebody that you're just hoping and you can you can hang on any word and, you know, there is a name or do I see a mother-like spirit out there, a father-like? I, I believe that people can pray on that. That was the first time that I realized, oh my gosh, this is real. This is real and it meant a lot to me. And, you know, I pushed back a... Um, in my in my um, when when my father passed away, you know, I was in the room and I felt him leave his body. And I, you know, I never talked to anybody about this, but he was gone. He left his body. But you know that feeling you have when you're in a room and somebody's looking. It, 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 you know, you're working. You're by yourself, but you feel like somebody's watching you. And then you turn around and your wife is looking in the doorway. So you can feel there's an energy. Humanity has an energy. You can feel like somebody's behind you. I knew somebody was in the room. So much so that the nurse, they'd already declared my father uh, passed and they were taking out all the, uh, the equipment, they were unhooking him. And I felt my dad in the room and something came over me, over me and I yelled, you know, I screamed, dad, dad, dad. And I felt whatever that energy was come back into his body. His body went <gasps> like that and I felt like he was, you know, suffering, and I went, you can go. And then he, he left his body again, and he was out of the room. And this was an event that, you know, the nurse was taken aback. I never really talked about it because I figured, you know what, what is death? Like, do we know, this is always an argument, death is, does the brain stop? Does the heart stop? His heart had ob obviously stopped. But maybe he still had hearing, and maybe we just couldn't detect it, and he heard me, and he came back into his body. That's what I thought. But that, coupled with what George had done, kind of changed my life. And then I got a talk show and I invited him on and he, so many amazing things have happened. So I'm just telling you that this is a guy who is truly a medium that I believe, I believe is real. 
I believe it works. And I'm always fascinated to talk to you, George. So that's a long, ambling introduction <laughs> to... No, but I'm, I, you know, I would imagine the people that are listening to this one don't know who you are, didn't read the book. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Still working. I don't think I'll ever, ever be able to retire. What is the, what is a day like for you? What do you do in a day? Well, I normally do sessions three days a week, either by phone or in person. Um, I do find, which is odd, if I say like I need time off and I'm off too long it's like an addiction i've got to be back to it otherwise i fall into terrible depression and anxiety and yet as soon as i start doing a session bingo within seconds i'm fine i'm a new person when when you, uh, when you're not doing a session are you are you surrounded by spirits are there always spirits around you uh, no, because they only seem to come when they figure out it's time for me to work. And I think in my case, when I know I have to work, they'll show up. Um, is that different than it used to be? Because my dad was just saying like in your book that they would just come all the time, even when you weren't working. So did you have to work on, um, Controlling. controlling. Well, now I, yeah, well, now I make sure that they only come when I know I have to work. The only spiritual presences I see on a frequent basis are my cats that passed on. I'll see them in the house and uh, say I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom on my way, and all of a sudden it looks like this. I think there's a cat laying down in front of me and I stop in my tracks because I'm afraid I'm going to kick into him. And all of a sudden he just disappears. So, but I think I'm more accepting too of the comfort that the animals bring. So I would not be surprised that's why they show up, particularly if, um, you know, I'm having a, tough time or not feeling well or whatever. Well, we're, we're going to, I want to continue to talk to you, but I want to ask you, well, because it would be great for the podcast, you know, if you can open the door now and see if anything comes through, are you getting any, uh, any chatter? Um, not as of yet, but, um, you know, I, I do it if I know I have somebody like to really tune into you want to do what do you mean i can i can you want me to name somebody no 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 because if anything i don't want you to say anything except yes so that you understand but if you, if i tell you who to read though and and not say is that easier if i tell you who to yeah if you have a subject that uh, could possibly benefit from what the ability can do that I, would I, I'll tell you, she's watching here, but my wife is in the room. Is anybody coming to you? My wife, Terry. Um, okay. Uh, let me see what happens. We'll see. We'll see if something happens. Yeah, exactly. Terry, you you can come to the microphone if you want. Or, or she could sit. No. Or you want to sit there? Want to sit, sit there? Chair? No, here. In here. We'll see if something happens. Yeah, because all I ask is that she acknowledges out loud with yes or that she understands. Wait till she sits down and puts on her headset right there. So you didn't hear him, but all that he asks is that you acknowledge yes, but you don't say anything else if you yeah, understand Don't what elaborate. Don't volunteer any information. Don't worry. If you start to, I'll shut you up fast. Okay. Um, let your loved one do the work. All right. I look at it this way. If I have to work, they have to work. Okay. That's that's good. <laughs> Not a one man job. It's like a so and and what people maybe don't see, you see your arm moving, and I noticed that when you were doing readings and you were talking to people, you have this tendency to scribble on a piece of yeah, paper. Yeah, it's just a distraction. For who I think it distracts 
a part of my brain somebody had surmised at one time. Another doctor had surmised that possibly I'm using, you know, 10% more of my brain than the average person. And that's why, hence the ability. That was great. Thank you so much. That was amazing, George. And I'll tell you what, as a listener, people don't know how amazing that is. So what I'm going to do right now, and I'm talking also to our editor, Jeremy, is I'm going to preface Terry's story, which is now, if you're watching it now, George has just read my wife and some other people in the room, and now I'm going to tell you their story, which he already told in the reading, but if I tell you it after, then when he hits those points, you're gonna think it's amazing. So here's the points. This is my wife, Terry, and uh, Terry, uh, we didn't tell George, and I'm gonna tell you now, George, so you can hear what you, what you hit upon. Uh, her sister just recently passed. Um, her sister actually uh, got diagnosed, unbeknownst to her and surprisingly, with breast cancer. Her sister was kind of a natural, a natural plant-eating, healthy, uh, camping, biking uh, kind of woman who kind of didn't believe in even getting a mammogram. And then by the time she got a mammogram, she got diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. Um, when she got diagnosed, it was a huge surprise. Not only was it a huge surprise, she called her sister, Terry, right here, and said, you know, I just got diagnosed with breast cancer. When's the last time you had a mammogram? Terry hadn't gone for a mammogram in about three years. Terry went and got her mammogram and also got diagnosed with stage one breast cancer and ended up having to go through um, uh, radiation treatment and a lumpectomy and it was a really tough time and still is. She's always worried and always being checked and always, uh, you know, once you have that, you, you live in that fear. So she's constantly like, as it turned out, um, Faye, which is her sister's name, uh, got diagnosed, ended up having a lumpectomy and chose to not have uh, further surgeries, which, was, which were recommended to her. It, and because of this, it ended up spreading throughout her whole body and she was in incredible pain for the last year of her life, incredible pain. And she lives in Canada, she lived in Canada, and in Canada, it is legal to do euthanasia. And she chose to uh, be put to sleep for all intents and purposes. My type of girl. <laughs> she did. And it's it actually was probably, uh, a very blessing. disturbing what it was a blessing for her it was a blessing but incredibly wow. disturbing and invited us in to say goodbye and very uh, uh we were there in the house and the guy gives her a shot and she essentially just what? went to sleep so yeah, it should be right so she went to we're sleep. more humane to our pets yeah we are to people i agree with you and uh, she made this choice it was really hard for i think terry felt and we all felt like why aren't we talking her out of this why you know but then when she ended up and we saw how much pain she was in and how much suffering she was in to actually watch the passing was uh it took a low we, we felt good about the suffering had finally ended um, yeah it was probably very comforting it was um, the, the other parts that you did pick up, Al is my father who, who has passed and I constantly feel that he's with me. Um, and Ruthie was, is, uh, so my father passed in 1989. I told that story before you came on. Uh, he passed in 89 and he's always there and knew, obviously knew Faye. I've been married to Terry for 42 years and was part of the welcoming committee. Terry's, um, mother's mother and father were very close to Faye and both passed before Faye, so they would have been the people that uh, welcomed her over to the other side. And mom's uh, dogs. Yeah, her dog the animals. Passed, her dog passed, passed about right a week. right before Auntie Faye. Right before Auntie Faye and uh, like within That's a, who I was gonna ask you about, with my dog. Within a, within <laughs> I knew a week. it, I But knew you said there's an animal there that did pass and yeah. she kept saying and made that pretty prevalent, that's the only animal. Yeah. I mean, people could say coincidence, you could say coincidence, but there's just so many points that are hit. Um, my uh, father's sister just passed about six months ago. Her name is Helen, who also knew Faye and was on the other side. So what I wanna do is this is recording. I am talking after George had spoken. 
and um, you're now going to we're cut back into the show as it ran before George did the reading and knowing all this information watch this reading and be dazzled one comes in a fatherly manner but states he's a grandfather so I take one of your grandfathers has passed yes okay whether you knew him or not or whatever it doesn't matter um he does seem to be on the maternal side. So I'm assuming your mother's dad has passed. Yes. Okay. And as he acknowledges, I mean, as you acknowledge, um, wait a minute, don't explain anything. But if you understand, you're allowed to say that. Um, he does bring your mother up, understood? Okay, yes. Okay, but the problem is I don't, I don't know why yet he's bringing her up. I don't know if he's trying to tell me she's there or she's here or where, but don't say anything. He does bring her up, but it also could be a clue because he's telling me he's the maternal side. And also, um... Another female moves forward, and there's talk of loss of a sister, but she states she's an aunt. She's... Understood? Yes. Okay. Don't say anything. No help. Um, I'm getting it twice. One comes to you as an actual sister. Understood? Yes. Yours? Yes because she's coming through with the grandfather. Oh, good. And so she must be there with him in the hereafter, the non-physical dimension. The one that came in the stronger said to me, she was your actual sister. Yes. And did pass young, yes? Pretty young, yeah. Well, let me put it to you this way. In my personal opinion nowadays, anybody who passes on less than seven zero, I consider that young. Yes. So if she passed on less than 70, I would say she passed on by today's standards. Plus, there's also um, a very young at heart feeling with her. Yes. And that could be another reason why, you know, it could be both. But she definitely tells me she was younger than me when she passed. And just so you know, I'll be 70 at 2.21 a.m. tomorrow. Yes. Correct. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yes, happy birthday. Thank you. But she was less than that age. Now, before we go any further, because she's coming to assuming you know what she's talking about, but don't help me. She just wants to make sure you know she's all right, in a happy place, in the perpetual light, and back to her old self. Understood? Yes. Okay. Definitely had a tough time prior to her passing, yes? Yes. Needless to say, glad it's over with. Can't say I blame her. Um, she even admits, I don't know if she ever said anything to you, but she admits she was a little afraid. But I think people are afraid because they don't know what to expect. And she certainly gives me the impression she was not you know, some sort of holy roller, understood? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, in other words, like me, she's not an ardent fan of organized religion. Yes, exactly. She says to me, like I've heard from all of them over there, organized religions are the world's troublemakers. And I agree with that 100% because just look at the world. Yes, that's and you definitely. Can see also, um, she does, don't say anything, whatever you do, she does state that she's walking fine and back to her old self. Understood? Yes. 
One thing that was very frustrating, and I can't say I disagree with her, is was a loss of independence. Understood? Yes. She was not pleased with being a burden to herself or anybody else. Definitely. And that's all water under the bridge now. So not to let it irk you. She also does draw very close to you. So I take it you and she were close, I hope, yes? Yes. Yeah, because she comes to you as a sister, but also as a good friend. Definitely, yeah. As a matter of fact, she says you're soulmates. Oh, okay. And we can have more than one soulmate. This may come up once in a while in a session, but I don't want to harp on it. She also claims she discovered over there that you and she were sisters in another lifetime. And, and that very well could be possible, especially since you were close to each other. The reason I said, I hope you're close to each other because you have no idea what horror stories I hear doing this. So when she drew close to I said, oh, I hope this is right. And thank heavens it is. Um, blesses you for being good to her prior to her past, understood? Yes. But hope you realize your hands were tied symbolically. There was nothing you could do. She talks about passing in a sleep-like state, understood? Yes. yes. From there, she drifts comfortably away to the point where I wouldn't mind going with her. Oh, okay. Now, your mom is still here, yes? Yes. Yeah, because she that's who was calling out to your mom. Now I know I heard somebody call mom. Um, your mother's folks have passed, though, yes? Yes. Yeah, because she's there with your maternal grandparents. But earlier, as I started to warm up, I heard somebody call mom. And that's what made me bring up your mother. And, um, but she obviously tells me now she was calling out to your mom, you know, to give her the messages that she's all right in a happy, safe place. Because I'm sure your mother didn't expect to outlive a child. No mother does. And certainly, reaches out to your mom with love whether she believes in this or not your sister doesn't really give a rat's rear end eventually we all find out for ourselves and i like the fact that she's very tells it excuse me tells it like it is and straightforward That's but her. The message is being given as a comfort to your mom. And again, whether she believes it or not, she doesn't give a hoot, you know, because one of these days your mother's going to pass on and she can look forward to your sister welcoming her over into the perpetual life. Now, she did have her own family, yes? Yes. Yeah, because she does, without telling me anything, in a general sense, she doesn't call out a roll call, but she obviously had child or children, um, had her own family. Understood? Yes. And she doesn't want them to feel that she abandoned them, that her time came. She had been she passed from health trouble, yes? Yes. And she had been ill for a time, but might not have known it right away. That's right. Because she tells me it comes out of left field, because I just saw a baseball fly across in front of me to the left. Nothing that it meant it was at a ball game or anything. Right. She just says it came out of left field. Um, she does express prior to its discovery. She might have at times felt pain that would come and go and tiredness. But again, it was coming and going 
and I don't get the impression she's a real whiner, W-H-I-N-E-R. No, she wasn't. So she's not going to like talk about it. Eventually, it becomes pretty steady where she wants to have it looked in. She has to have it looked into, she says. And surprise of surprise, the damage has been done. Correct. Because she's definitely knocked on her ass about the diagnosis. Yep. And the thing that still intrigues her even over there is the fact that she had it all this time, but didn't know it. But there were no profound symptoms until it was ultimately discovered. And as she says to your mom, again, tell her she's with her parents and look at her passing as though she's gone away to stay with them because she certainly seemed to be in good hands. Again, also calls out to family of her own, hoping you can bring about the same message. And one thing she says is very fascinating. When we pass on, she says she looked back and she could see the sadness here at her departure. And yet that way, it's a jubilant reunion. All the people, whether by blood or through marriage, whatever, you know, come to welcome her over. But again, needless to say, she's glad it's over with because she's back to her old self. And she hopes by her sharing that with you that you'll sleep better tonight. Because she does say you do worry about her. Yeah, I do. I don't mean to laugh, but she doesn't mean this to be unkind, <coughs> but she's her only complaint about you is you think too much. <laughs> And when you think too much, that thing can create little boogeymen that don't exist. That's true. Sure can, and probably that's why she said that. But she seems like I kind of am attracted to her sense of humor. So I'm not surprised she had to get at least one smart ass remark in. <laughs> but that's how you would also identify her personality wise. She also does thank you that you do pray for her in your own way. Understood? Yes. You know, again, you're no holy roller either, but the thing is your prayer comes from the heart and um, thank you for it because it embraces her over there with your love and this way you can still feel your, you can do something for her. Another reason, as much as she reached out to your folks, um, another reason she was so wanting to reach out to you, and because sometimes as a bereaved sibling, you may not know how you're supposed to feel. Um, the attention will go on your folks. I know somebody who's a bereaved sibling. And sometimes when I'm with him and people see him and they'll say, oh, you know, how are your parents doing? Because of the loss of his brother. And I'll think to myself, did you ever think of asking him how he's doing? Especially since him and his brother were best buddies. They were soulmates also like you and your sister are best buddies. Needless to say, she knows how much you miss her, but the only thing that's changed is form. She's not in her physical body. Definitely that illness beat do you know what out of her physical body. Understood? Yes. And needless to say, again, she's glad to be back to her old self. So over there, you can look at it that she's on the vacation she hadn't had in a while. 
and both your grandparents state, not meaning to offend anybody, but they do state that your loss is their gain. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I don't think you'll fight them on that one. Um. Yeah, this illness did affect all over the place. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, it might have started in point A, but by the time it's discovered, it's the damage is done. Yes. And also, too, this is very kind of her to say this. She knows you would have lovingly gone in her place, appreciates it, but you're not supposed to be there yet. Okay. But someday you will be, and you'll be there to welcome her. She'll be there to welcome you over, along also to your mom and other family members that come over. Um, this tragedy definitely turned the family on its ass, so to speak. Definitely. And again, unexpected. You know, and she knows, she wants to make sure too, you know you didn't fail her because you and she were so close, you think you should have known something was up, but she didn't know something was up. And even if you did find out, eventually when you did find out that something was up, it, it was kind of an up and down hill ride, understood? Yeah. It seems like it's getting better and then something else seems like getting better and then something else. And I can't say blame her after a while. She's had it up to here. Yeah, definitely. She basically started to resign herself to the fact that she knows she's in the final roundup. Now she, without correcting me, she does have a child or children. Yes because she does call out. Don't correct me if it's more than one. Um, wait a minute, she also brings up the loss of a child, understood? But she claims before birth. Yes. Now, oh, okay, because maybe that's why, all right, don't help me. Let me start over again. I don't know presently if on the earth she has children or child, but she did say child, then she said children, then she said children again. But she does talk about a child of hers being with her there that never made it to the finish line here. That's understood? Correct. Yep. And she states that that was one of the souls that also was there to welcome her over. Which another thing she talks about animals that passed on being there with her. And I'm glad to hear that because that's what I'm looking forward to is my cats welcoming me over. I don't really give a rat to her end about people. I'm more interested. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not a fan of people, but I am a, I'm a, a pe not a people person, but I'm an animal person. You're a dead people person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I should say a passed on people person. She does speak of animals being with her. So if they're not hers per se, they could be in general animals that came to welcome her because what do animals do? They instantly put you at ease. They make you feel better. They help you to know everything's going to be all right. And again, she did pass in a sleep state, yes? Yes. Because when she wakes up over there, she thinks she's dreaming at first. And people are coming to welcome her along with the pets, leading her into the light. And they're telling her that she's passed on. And she's kind of arguing with them that she couldn't have passed on because she's here talking to them and they said no your physical body has deceased but your 
in your spiritual form now, your soul, your essence, moves on to the non-physical dimension. Also, don't help me. Did hear the name Al make sense? Yes. Yes. Yep. But passed on? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because somebody just popped into the room here, into my dining room, and said his name was Al. Now, I have a bad habit of formalizing names, and he headed me off with the past. He said, don't formalize it. Basically told me, if you formalize it, you're going to screw it up. But he does tell me he's met your sister over there. So she's not lonely for company. Also, too, and understandably so, she tells me when she first got there and realized that she had passed on, she did rest for a while. She could have gone to sleep for what we'd see as 20 years, and it would seem like an overnight thing because her physical body got the you-know-what beat out of it. Understood? Yes. And that certainly can rattle you spiritually. So wanting to adapt, um, she took a rest, and then when she woke up, was raring to go. Also, did hear the name Helen? Yeah. Yep. Yep. But pass on? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Again, don't correct me. I couldn't tell if I heard Helen or Ellen, but it sounds more like Helen. Yes. Yes. Okay. But passed on. Yes. yes. She definitely comes in motherliness. Understood? Yes. That would be like an aunt, grandmother. Yes. Anything yes. like that. Um, talks about knowing your sister over there too and remember we have to see things from that neck of the woods now um um oh wait a minute um i think i did hear a name wrong now somebody comes as ruth understood yes <laughs> yes Okay, because she said she was here before, and I said her name wrong, and I said, well, you better say it right this time. She came as Ruth or Ruthie. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> it does come as family. Yes. Understood? Yes. Real McCoy, excuse me, allergies. Um, but... Yeah, she's with the crowd over there. And would know your sister? Yes. Yeah, because she talks about knowing her. So either they're family by blood, through marriage, something. But she claims that Ruth also claims she was one of the souls to welcome her over when she passed on because um, again, your loss is their gain. They don't mean that to be mean, but they assume you'll agree with them because you and she were very close. And as your sister states, the day will come when she'll welcome you over when you're supposed to be there. Don't expect it anytime soon. Also, don't read between the lines on this. She does express concern around you health-wise. Understood? Uh-oh. Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay. Don't pull the fire alarm. You're aware of it, yes? Yes. Yeah, it's not a deep, dark secret. This might be one of the things you might have wanted to ask about, but you are being taken care of with it, yes? Yes. Because that's what she states. Because she brought it up, don't pull the fire along. 
this could be why she said she's aware of it, but didn't really want to go into it. Because again, I don't mean to laugh, but she says again, you think too much. Yes, she's right. <laughs> and that can create little demons that don't exist. Yeah, it is being treated, yes? Uh, yes, 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 it is. Yeah, whatever it is, you know, either on, I'm just saying this, either on medication or whatever. It's not something you are not unaware of. No, I'm aware. George, this is truly amazing. And she you've hit so many. What? what? Oh, you want more? Oh, no, she just said that um, you um, are aware of it. Yes. The health problem. Um, but don't. It's the hardest thing to do, but don't stress from it. Okay. Because remember, stress is a health concern too. And watch your emotional state of being. Don't become anxious or depressed because I don't care what anybody says, those are health problems and they can contribute harm to people. But your sister, needless to say, want to make sure you understand She's around you very much like as a guardian angel. But in any case, your sister just go to sleep tonight knowing she is all right Make in a happy better. place in the perpetual light and back to her old self. You feel good about Anytime that? Yeah. you feel despair, think of her positive blessing to you by saying that as she states Pray for her and the others until we all meet again. And with that, they give me the hook. They're out. I'm out. That okay, was great. Thank you so much. That was amazing, George. And I'll tell you what, as a listener, you've hit so many positive points. It's amazing. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through the history of uh, Terry and some of the other points. And I'm going to have, uh, we'll edit it and put it at the beginning before the reading mm -hmm. so that the audience could follow along and kind of see how many points you hit. And now back into George. George, you yes. are truly amazing. And, not and by the way, it, thank you so much. And it is and not just the instrument. Yeah, but you know, it's so comforting and we have so much fear and you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, because we went through this scare of uh, breast cancer and because she lost her sister, uh, Terry lives in perpetual fear of going to even the dentist, let alone, you know, <laughs> the doctor. But it's just so heightened and she puts so much pressure on herself and gives herself, you know, heart fluctuate, uh, fluttering and it's just horrible. So the fact that her sister hit it on the head that you got to go easy on your brain and there's really nothing to worry about, but stay vigilant like we do and we stay on it all these messages really ring true and i think the message is for all of us you know live this life in the now and you really there is a power greater you know and i don't think it's outside of religion and we will all end up on the other side and to know that this isn't it and this isn't all there is is incredibly comforting and all the people that we feel we lost we will be meeting again and this is a very serious episode of Howie Mandel does stuff. But when you do stuff, you do all sorts of stuff. And I am so, uh, I feel so honored that George, I got to meet you. You did change our life. That we have a producer here, um, uh, Rich Thurber, who you did talk to. Now, Rich's daughter is in the room, McKenna. And to be honest with you, when Rich's, uh, it's now his ex-wife, but when Rich's ex-wife, when they were married, she did not want to have a child. I don't know if you know this. She did not want to have a child. She was afraid of not having a healthy child. And you did a reading of somebody that had passed, talked to McKenna's mother and said, you should get pregnant. You should have a child. And that is the only reason, because of your words and words that she heard from the other side, that they ended up having a child. And today, that child is sitting here. Say hi, McKenna, because you're the reason. Where is she? She stepped out. She got really emotional. She just stepped out, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I no, treading amazing. on? No, no, it's uh, fantastic. Uh, it's just, it's 
but there's a, there's a young lady here who you'll probably, everybody will hear of. She'll be a great director, writer. She just graduated from Chapman University. She's going to be an amazing filmmaker, one of the brightest, most beautiful young ladies I've ever met, is on this earth, in this plane of existence, because you shared your power with her birth mother. Thank so, thank uh, it, it, yeah, and it, that's Rich, her dad saying thank I you. I interrupt you. I just forgot. Um, uh, your sister did say that she had cancer, but she told me when she said it affected all over the place, I let my personal cynicism get the better of me and say, well, it probably has to be cancer and didn't say it. But she did say it was. Oh, okay. But it, it, it you know, but that's me being cynical with myself. But when you're lonely and you have nothing around you, you know, sometimes it's nice to just text somebody or pick up the phone or talk to them. And what you offer is so much more than that, and so much more than technology can offer. And I know there are non-believers, and that's why I wanted. I just want you on. And if you know, I don't know how entertaining or informative this is to the listeners, but if nothing else, if one person could take away after listening to this or watching this podcast that this is real, then that's all I want. For, I just want people to have hope. And, and if I, it helps them. if they're And if it helps yeah. them to know there isn't anybody alive that will By not- By the way, it did help me a lot. Really? Yep. Yeah, so there isn't anybody out there that if they haven't already, they are going to suffer loss. It's just part of life. And if I've given anybody just a little uh, smidgen of hope and comfort, that's all this was about. So well, how can how can people get in touch with you to have a reading? You say that you do them by phone or uh, or in person. Yeah. Um, I they can use probably best thing to do is go on my. Uh -oh. I love that he can communicate <laughs> with people who have passed to the other side, <laughs> but on. What yeah, does it say it again? His Wi-Fi is out. <laughs> Go ahead. Georgeanderson.com. We're going to put that. We'll put that. George Anderson. Is there anything else you'd like to promote? Are there any new books or oh, writings? Uh, or? No, none of that. Um, when would this air? I will let you know right before it airs. We're going to we'll, oh, we'll put it in and you will be the first to know and we'll promote it. And I can't tell you what a joy it is to have you in my life, buddy. And oh, just. I, and and I want you to stay healthy and be as comfortable as you can as long as you're on this side. Okay, thank you kindly. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll meet over there someday. I'll see you. I'm not a cat person, though, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, oh, I am. I know. But I please say hello to Lola also. Yes. Oh, Lola, her dog. Her, her dog. dog. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. We love you, George. Thank you. Thank and you that's kindly. it. Take care.